Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023, and today is our 126th devotional. And today we're looking at John, the beloved, uh, his calling and uh, his ministry. Uh, we probably know more about him than most any of the other uh, disciples, uh, maybe other than uh, Paul. We'll look at him a little bit tomorrow. But John, he is an interesting character just because um, how often he is mentioned uh, both in the Gospels and then with his books and in Acts and just the different things. Uh, he had quite a, a ministry. Um, and, and with Christ being about the Father's business, calling John, uh, it appears that um, there was a, a particular uh, interest in John. Maybe it was because uh, it appears that he was the youngest of the disciples. Maybe not, but uh, it appears that way, that he was uh, quite a bit younger than, than the others. Um, and he was called with his older brother. Um, he was one of the inner three uh, circle, you might say, with uh, Peter and James. And, and you see this uh, play out uh, in, in a few different areas. You see it play out when uh, Jairus's daughter is raised from the dead in Mark chapter 5, uh, verse 37. You see it on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17, uh, verse 1. And then you see it in the Garden of Gethsemane in Mark chapter 14, verse 33. You see him in all three of these settings. And so he's there and he's close, uh, but he's always with his brother or generally with his brother. Um, and, and you could think that, well, maybe he's just a tag along here or so. Um, but it doesn't appear that way to me. Um, he seems like he was quite ambitious and quite zealous for for Christ. And uh, you get this, the, he, he and his brother are called the, the Sons of Thunder, and it appears that they were trying to get uh, a special place in the kingdom uh, because um, in Matthew chapter 28, verses, or not 28, 20, verse uh, 20 through 23, uh, John's mother, comes uh, to Jesus and she asks a favor that James and John would be able to sit one on the left hand and one on the right hand uh, in the kingdom. And Jesus says, it's only going to be given to those that it's prepared for. And there's quite a discussion that goes on with this, but they seem very ambitious in, in what they're doing. Um, he also seems uh, quite zealous, maybe even to the point like uh, Joshua, because when somebody is is uh, casting out devils in the name of Christ, uh, he comes to, to Jesus and said, we forbid him to do that because he wasn't following us. And Jesus said not to do that, but to leave him alone, because if he's not against us, he's for us. And if you'll remember back in Numbers chapter 11, uh, Joshua comes to to Moses and kind of tells on a couple of other people that are prophesying and uh, wants Moses to, to tell him to stop. 
And Moses says, no, I want everybody to prophesy like this, not just one or two. Uh, so uh, it, it's interesting how that um, Joshua and John are a little bit similar that way. Uh, we also see that uh, he was sitting next to Jesus at the table um, in the upper room when they were taking the Passover meal, that he was right there. We see that in John uh, chapter 13, verse 23. And he refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And, and all through John, you see this when he refers to himself as uh, he says the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. So he realized that Jesus had a special uh, relationship with him. Uh, you might say just a closer relationship. Um, and it might have been because of what Jesus knew John was going to have to face uh, in his later years and, and the, the part that he would play uh, in the development of the church. Um, it appears that John was at the trial of Jesus. You see this in John chapter 18, verse 15, and, and that it could have been John that was prompting uh, the high priest uh, to have Peter brought in so that they could stand up and defend Jesus at the trial. And John's thinking would have been, well, if we can have two of us here, that will establish uh, Jesus's uh, credibility and uh, he will be let off and Peter wouldn't come in, but he denied the Lord three times. So um, that's an interesting part right there too. Um, we also see that Jesus, uh, when he was being crucified, John was there at the crucifixion and Jesus um, makes John responsible for, uh, for Mary, his mother. Uh, we find that in John chapter 19, verse 26 and 27. So uh, we also see John was one of the first ones at the tomb. Uh, we see this in John chapter 20, verses 2 through 10. And, and then when Jesus uh, restores Peter in, in John chapter 21, Peter asks about John and, and Jesus says something to the effect of, if I want him to, to live until I come again, what's that to you? Just follow me. And because of that, there was a rumor that John would not die. And uh, he was um, the last of the apostles. Uh, he lived longer than the rest of them. And uh, we don't ever have a recording of his death. So uh, I find that interesting. I'm not saying that he's still alive somewhere. I think there is a, a sect that says that he's alive in a cave somewhere um, in the Mediterranean. But, uh, you know, could God do that? Absolutely. Um, is that important to me? Absolutely not. Uh, I just need to do what God has told me to do. So what is that to me, I would say. But um, John wrote three little epistles and then revelations. And in his three little epistles, uh, I just want to point out some things about this. Uh, obviously, we don't have time to get into a deep uh, lesson or anything here, but uh, just as a devotional way of thinking, thinking of how John uh, was close to Christ and close uh, to the others and and just what he saw. Uh, we see a few things that were important to, to John there at the end of his life. Uh, it appears that he was totally devoted to Christ. 
um, there was nothing that could be done to take his devotion away from Christ. And I, I, I believe that that is something that each and every one of us need to work on, uh, is our devotion to Christ. Uh, I am reminded often in my life that, um, it seems like I am more devoted to the things that God gives than I am to God. And, and that ought not be. Uh, but we also see that John, uh, he was devoted to, he wanted others to um, enjoy the joy of being connected or being um, close to Christ. And you find in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, he says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So his, his main thing was that you can know you're not wishy-washy here. You're not uh, left in doubt. Um, boy, isn't doubt one of those things that just messes us up a lot of the time. Uh, I know I have gotten in trouble more than once because I doubt myself and I'll, I'll be in the right place and I'll doubt myself and I'll step out of line or I'll step uh, into another line and, and I just get into trouble because I doubt myself. Well, we don't need to do that with Christ. We can know because we believe on the name of the Son of God. And uh, he wrote these things so that we could know these things for sure. He also focused on loving one another. Uh, in chapter 2, uh, we see this play back and forth quite a bit that um, if we love our brother, we know we're of God. If we hate our brother, uh, we just, we're in darkness. And he goes on to say, this is not a new commandment, but it is a new commandment just to love one another. Uh, this is what we've heard from the beginning, love one another. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. And, and so much of the time, it seems like uh, we find little reasons to to develop a, a rift with someone else because we just don't believe that they believe as much as we believe. And um, that shouldn't be the case. We should just focus on loving one another and allowing God to work on them where they need to be worked on. So, um, and the last thing I, I will uh, mention about what he focused on was uh, in John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, that's just, this is probably one of my favorite things here is knowing that we can come to him and confess it. And any time of the day, any, anywhere, we just need to come and confess it and make it right. He is always willing to forgive us. Uh, it might hurt a little bit because we need to try to make it right. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. The problem is we don't like to confess because we don't want to have to try to make it right there. So um, those are just some thoughts about what John, uh, the beloved disciple, uh, what he was focused on. And uh, I hope you'll take some time and just read through uh, even his littler books, First, um, Second, and Third John, and just uh, get to know him a little bit more. It seems like he was 
uh, so focused on this idea of loving God and not not a um, uh, a feeling type love, but one where we know that God is committed to us. It's that agape love, and we should have that same type of agape love towards God, and we should show it towards others. So I hope that's an encouragement to you, and until the next time, uh, auf Wiederhören.